Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. All right, good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning. We're set to take your passion, renew your mind, so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you. And trust me, he wants you to win in life, money, and business. God does not want you to just be successful in just one area of your life. And um, I want to talk to you about, you know, uh, some money blocks. We've had a great start on yesterday um, discussing and unpacking some real uncomfortable conversations. And let me tell you something. All true success begins with being uncomfortable. And you just have to a- accept that maybe something could be better, something could be different. And that's a start. And so we start looking at our financial situations and realizing that, wait a minute, no one's really stopping me, or nothing's really stopping me, but is it? We're talking about these money blocks, these hindrances that may be slowing you down from walking in the fullness of what you just should be. I want us to keep it extremely simple on today as we discuss the money blocks, and our, our scripture is going to be coming out of the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 10. And I want you to just like just take a deep breath. And what we're going to talk about is getting organized and starting where you are. One of the biggest money blocks is being unorganized with your finances. And um, it's just like all over the place. Like we're winging it with it, right? And we're paying the bills as they're coming in or not so much. Or um, the debt is piling up and you look and you realize this big mountain of debt, whether it came from you know, student loans, whether it came from, you know, bad decisions, illnesses, all sorts of things have created maybe a, we would call it like a debt mountain. And so we want to talk about first getting organized um, and um, how to get clarity and move forward. Trust me, trust yourself, trust God, and this process will become a lot easier than it has been. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made. And we're glad with Joyce we're here in the land of living heavenly. Father, we know that you have already granted us access to this transfer of wealth. And what we want to do is we want to walk in it. But we want to walk in it in wisdom. And we want to walk in it with the 
whole intention of being resourceful and to multiply what you're giving us. So help us to start where we are. We know we need your Holy Spirit to teach, guide, direct, and correct us in whatever area that we may be getting it wrong. And let us be humble enough to just say that. We know that the first step to success is getting started. So let's get started with getting organized. But all of the things that have happened to us in the past is kind of holding us back. But let us keep our eyes on the future so we can make changes in the present and we can make the best of our past. We honor you and we bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So good morning, good morning, good morning, guys. And I want us to go in and we're going to talk first inside of Blog Talk Radio. And, and we're, we're, we're sharing um, for Blog Talk. It's your chance. If you want to come in, you were all lined up on yesterday. If not, we're going to hop right into our clubhouse conversation. And, um, you know, out of the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10. It's a very simple verse, and it says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. And this is the thing. How about if you didn't know you were being unfaithful or dishonest, and then now you wake up one day, and you're just seeing the results of um, unfaithfulness or just not being in walking in truth with yourself and money. And then now you're like, well, where do I go from here? Now I am a full grown man or woman. And the world would say, I should know better. I should have done better. I've had even some successes and, um, in certain areas that it appeared that I was moving forward. But when I really took a look at my finances, I realized that I'm further behind than I would like to be. It's happened to most successful people. Guys, I can't go this month and not acknowledge history. Because isn't that where our money stories come from, our history, or only as far as back as we know? But I want to bring a story that has really, like, changed the whole game for my life and finances in realizing, like, wow, we're here in the middle of a pandemic. The stories are conflicting. If you talk to many Americans, they'll say this is the worst time in their financial experiences, and then you can talk to another set of people that would say this is the best time. Which story are we supposed to believe? Well, most of the time we're going to believe the story that we're living, and we're creating the money story, and sometimes we are reiterating a money story that we've always had. I want to share with you a a story uh, of, I would say, a heroine, And um, Maggie Lena Walker, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she was the first female bank president in the United States. Now, if you go back and look at history, they might say black female, some places will say female, but she was a Christian businesswoman and she was born in 1864. Now, I want you to just write that number down, 1864, that was just two years after the Civil War. And she was a member of the Order of St. Luke. It was an organization founded 
uh, by a former slave dedicated to uplifting African Americans. Now, she was a pioneering insurance executive, financier, and a civic icon in 1864. And what she did is she established a juvenile branch of the Order of 1895, and what she did is she rose through the ranks to become a deputy matron. So she started off from the ground up and worked her way up in the Order of St. Luke. And what she did is she encouraged education, community service, and thrift. Now, after she became a leader in the order, that was on the verge of financial ruin. I want you to pay attention right here because the breakdown is always the opportunity for the breakthrough. It's where you begin to really get down to who you really are at the core in the spirit, who you really are. She became the first female bank president in the United States, and she founded the St. Luke Penny Savings Bank. Now, I've always had this dream of starting like a, a credit union, and um, it's part of my dream that I know I will fulfill. And at the end of the day, when I read the story of Maggie Lena Walker, and she encouraged economic security for the black community, and how she built her business was by welcoming the small depositors and helping finance black home ownership. This was not in 1994. This was in 1864. Now we're here in 2021. And I want us to think about rewriting the story. I know many a times we go back as far as our parents. And things changed. It was a lot of chaos and confusion and a lot of mixed information given about finances. Does it matter at this point whether it was intentional to throw you off your game, to not allow you to walk into your rightful place as a wealth builder? I want us to go back to some very simple concepts that have helped myself and our family earn millions of dollars. It's not flashing gas. We're total opposite of that. We like nice things. We do because we know we deserve it. Can you think about it? When you walk into a palace or you walk into, you know, um, a, a palace, that means kings and queens live in palaces. They, they have nice stuff. But what we have to do is put the nice stuff in priority and get organized. Do the nice stuff come before the foundational stuff? No. Now, I pulled out, and I want us to start the conversation around maybe Maggie Lena Walker, and we have our money story, and I want us to maybe put a pen there from 1864 and identify some things that she did. She said, you know what? She became the lender, not the borrower. That was a goal obviously, because she became a financier. She was an insurance executive. She realized back in 1864 that the foundation of your financial house is protecting it. 
And then she went to say, you know what? I got to have a mission. The mission goes way beyond just me, my, and I. The mission is how can I serve the economy and the challenges that they were in? And what she did is she said, no, I'm not going to run this by I'm not going to run this by, you know, just being, what'd you say? Yeah. I'm not going to run this by trying to go and just hit up with the big boys and roll with the big folks. I am going to start Penny Savings Bank to start with how can I help? A lot of people with a little bit. Now, I know that a dollar compounded every day for 30 days, doubling every day for 30 days turns into over $5 million. And some people think that they're going to get to $5 million overnight or without saying, let me get my thoughts in my head organized and let me start doing something with the little bit I got and turn that into a lot. Now, the money block can be big, but you can make small changes and make big headways faster than you can ever imagine. We've built our wealth through the same ideology Principles of first, let's get organized in our head. This voice in our head that's telling us that where we are or where we've been is all we can do. That in itself, let's get it organized and say, nope, that's not true. Miss Maggie showed us in 1864 that becoming the lender and not the borrower should be a goal. So we got to do something with the little that we have and protect it so we can grow on it. So when we start thinking about that, let's organize our finances and just take a look. Yesterday we said, hey, start the budget. And the budget is just simply to say this is what we got. This is what's going out. But more importantly, this is what's coming in. And all we got to do with numbers is shift it around. If you have more coming in and what's going out stays the same, you end up with more. If you have the same coming in and you reduce what's going out, you end up with more. But you won't know what needs to shift if we don't look at it. If we can't say it doesn't matter how little I have, number one, I need to be grateful for it. And number two, I need to be proud of it. This is how far I've come. But then number three, I'm going to get organized because I know where I'm going. So if you haven't done the budget, if you weren't on, on you know, our prior episode, it's okay. You can go and take a look at it. And then now we want to say, let's get organized with our finances. You go and you look at your bank accounts and your bank statements and say, okay, wait a minute. I'm in business, but I'm operating from my personal account with business. 
Is that the best thing to do? Just start there. If you're not in business, you say, okay, well, why am I not in business? I'm just saying start where you are. And I want us to help you say, don't be embarrassed. This is the thing. Every single person who's successful had to go through the grid. The biggest difference I've ever seen between successful people and people who are not successful is that the unsuccessful people just stopped or never got started. They either never got started or they stopped. Now, the reason that you stop, if you want to pay more attention to the reason versus the resources you have to keep going, it's a choice. But I think that it's much more freeing to know that we have a choice versus buy into the story that we don't. Some people will figure, hey, because I look good on the outside, that everybody assumes that things are all right on the inside. Very far from the truth. Why do we even think that when we see multiple examples of people who have arose to having a lot of money and then they lose it, right? Because I'm telling you, it was probably just because the story wasn't set straight before the money came in, or once it was there, they had no one to say, this is what you do. Well, you can't say that anymore. I want us to start where we are, and I want you to come in if you can and start saying, this is where I am. Can you help me with what my next step should be? Or I'm totally unorganized. What are some tools that you can use to get organized? We got one as a budget. Another thing is you can do a network calculator. And then the other thing you can do is take a look at your debt. I want you to know that debt, if it's not used to make money, you already know it's designed to take your money. If we keep it simple, that if it's not debt, if it's not making you money, it's taking your money. So when you start taking a look at your debt, and that's anything that says it's got a compound, meaning an interest rate attached to it, but the only difference is that the interest is going away from you versus toward you. How can we look at getting rid of some of those? In 2020, even though we weren't considered to say, oh, we were um, in, a, in a rough place, very total opposite, but we've been in a rough place, so we learn from it. It's not that we've always been in a great place. I don't want you to glamorize this. I want you to make it a very clear necessity that I got to get a handle on where I am so I can move forward, and we don't have to pretend in front of each other that we're more than we're not because it's doing more of a detriment than it's doing a help. And what I want you to know is that a dollar done right can turn into a lot of dollars. So we don't do dollars right with a lot of excessive debt. We've been there. So we understand. 2020, what we did was got so skinny with debt. And what we were looking at is the interest that was going out. We looked at how the interest can come in. At the top of 2020, we had a Bentley that was paid for from our company. And however, we still pay the note. We, we earned that. And someone totaled it. Someone hit Robert. He was on his way to one of our meetings. And they hit it and totaled the Bentley. 
Now, the Bentley was my dream car. I was salty. I was like, come on now. And even the little bit of money that we have to put on top of that note from what the company gives us because we have great credit, it was still interest going out. So the credit was there. The money was there. Where I could have walked in the Bentley dealership. The Bentley guy, he knows what it is. He's like, come on, you coming to get your new Bentley? And then we saw what happened with the pandemic. And they showed me all these shiny cars. And said, oh, Bentley, Rolls Royce, whatever. And they were all going at least to 260 to 300 plus thousand dollars. And that number was less, that number was more than what we owed on our property that we lived in that's worth millions of dollars. I was like, does this make any kind of sense? Am I going to go into debt with a vehicle that's going to sit in the garage or am I going to invest it? I said, am I going to pay off debt, go into more debt, or invest it? We invested it. And we saw a huge return. We said, oh, we want more of that. And we start dumping multiple seven figures into investments. And we said, oh, who cares about that? We don't want that car sitting in that garage. We're going to get another vehicle for the house through our bank, our infinite bank. We're going to get another work truck because construction is up. They need more cab space or whatever. And when we're riding out, and I thought, Caden, who loved, are we riding in the Bentley? Like, no, we're riding in the truck. And, the, and he's the one now getting it, saying, I want to ride in dad's truck. It's comfortable. I said, wow, this is cool. Not having to impress nobody. But I can impact everybody with stories like Miss. Maggie, Lena Walker, the story of the Jacksons who as real as it gets. So other people can feel comfortable about getting real about their finances and say, I need to be in overflow. That's where I belong. Bishop Rasby, good morning to you. Denikia, T. Anthony good Money. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are you are you just excited about Miss? We got a whole we got a whole book of 101 great African Americans, but I'm gonna be going hard on the entrepreneurs who before they was just coming straight out of cotton fields and they did big moves in 1800s, 1900s, early 1900s, and now we in 2020. I think we can learn from some of our ancestors. What about you? Most definitely, most definitely, and uh, of course, uh, this month we'll be focusing on that exact same thing uh, within our ministry. And but I want to say this first of all, thank you for the platform and opportunity, Dr. Nicola. Uh, I believe the history books are going to certainly record your name uh, and Robert's name for the great strides and exploits that you guys are making, and just being an example uh, to all of us. And this is not to give you any fluff, but to give you well-deserved honor. Uh, because you're making it happen, and your transparency, man, is so very much needed because it allows every person within this room, regardless of our station and where we find ourselves within our plight for success, 
success and prosperity to know that we can make it and to understand that there will be certain sacrifices that we have to make and um, certain setbacks along the trail uh, and the trip, but yet we can still make it. And, you know, I was thinking while you were talking on how, again, we sit here, and I say this very often, you know, sometimes we can take for granted what God has exposed us to, and it can become entertainment as opposed to education. And we sit here day after day amongst greatness. And when I say that, I'm not limiting it to you, but every person uh, that I'm privileged to share this panel with, just so much wisdom that is dropping. And many times we take it for entertainment because we don't write anything down. We don't take it and apply it to our lives. And we miss one of the greater principles of business and life overall. And that's what Porter Gale said. Porter Gale said, your network is your net worth. And I think sometimes we don't get that because um, we don't realize also that our self-worth determines our net worth. And our mindsets, you know, just haven't shifted. And when you talk about this Luke 16, uh, 10 faithful scripture, man, uh, that, that's something that I beat myself up with all the time, wanting to be faithful over the gifts that God has given me, the relationships that God has given me, and certainly the money that God allows to come through my hands. But I've traced many of my money blockages to a self-worth problem. And then after self-worth, it's a skill set problem because, uh, again, uh, not doing the due diligence, doing what's necessary to educate myself within particular areas and parameters. Uh, just for case in point, if I'm going to be in the credit industry, if I'm going to be in the financial education industry, as you say all the time, I have to be a product of product. I have to study my craft. I have to make sure I understand all of the particulars that's associated uh, with that particular area. And then stewardship, because now I have to be a great steward over who I am and what God has allowed me to have, even the favor that God exposes me to. And, you know, people say all the time, faith ain't fair, uh, you know, but it does feel good. (laughs) You know, the only people that say faith ain't fair are the folk who don't have any. Uh, And the truth be told, the reality is there's something that you do, that you present that causes people to favor you. And, you know, even the scripture that we throw around all the time, your gift will make room for you. Mm -hmm. And we have misinterpreted that thinking that you're going to be anointed enough and you're going to be skilled enough that at some point somebody's going to call you up higher. No, when you read that in context, it's talking about money. It's talking about your stewardship. It's talking about you uh, and that gift of money, that energy, that currency that you know how to appropriate and apply properly and have great stewardship over. It's going to make people notice you and it's going to call you uh, and they're going to call you up Uh, to another level. But, you know, for me, again, I found that I've had several uh, money blockages, you know, psychological, not feeling as if because of the sector I'm a part of, that I'm not not supposed to have it, you know, uh, Jesus was poor, you know, and that's a lie because he wasn't, you know, he was not a poor man. Uh, The Bible says for our sake, he, he became poor, that we through his poverty may be made rich. But the reality is they gambled over his garments <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when they crucified him. He was not a poor man. Uh, and the reality of that is it has been uh, misappropriated and um, perpetuated through the church 
that we're supposed to be poor, but the Bible said the poor should be with us always. It didn't say we were supposed to be the poor, but then I, I had emotional blockages, you know, where uh, I had emotional feelings about money because with me being young and my first experiences with money was always, and of course, any um, uh, child of color can relate to this, you know, when, when we were taken to the store, we were given rules when we got in the store. Don't ask for nothing. Don't touch nothing. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so because of that, everything about money, you know, was negative. And until I started getting around people who saw money as a tool, who saw money as energy and currency and knew it had to be moved around, that's when my mindset started to change. And I'll share this in conclusion, Dr. Nicole. Uh, even with the time you spent with me talking to me, uh, about money and challenging me and allowing me to just, again, pick up stuff that can't be taught, but stuff that can be caught. It has shifted my mindset. Grant Cardone called it the 10X rule. It, it has caused me to think bigger. Um, I thought I was doing a noble thing uh, as a pastor because of uh, my success in weight loss. And many people don't know my story. I've naturally lost over 350 pounds with no surgeries and anything. And that's what caused me to want to become a personal trainer. And I thought I was doing a great thing because I could really help people. And so getting in sports medicine in school, it, it took the Lord shifting me and said, what are you doing? I mean, what, and I'm questioning him. What do you mean? I'm helping people. He said, here you are again, trying to be an employee. You want to be a personal trainer to work for a gym. And I'm trying to give you the gym so that you can be one of the first men of color in your city to own mm-hmm. uh, a franchise gym mm-hmm. and then employ other people mm-hmm. and be a part of the solution and not perpetuate the problem. So again, that shift for me in the mindset is what has really, really helped me a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I, I pray that in value. Thank you for allowing me to share, Dr. Nicole. Super powerful because, you know, um, and, and I, I was going to, you know, I want us to learn because we're going to do some case studies on some of the people who've done extremely, extremely well. And even going back to Maggie Lena Walker, who <clears throat> people described her as being really strict. She was strict with time. She was into entrepreneurship. And, and what, what I want everyone to understand is when they go take a look at that budget, I don't want them to see limitations. I want them to see freedom. And the idea of entrepreneurship, did not share that, Bishop. I said entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs are going to be the heroes of right. this economy. God showed that to me. And it's so funny because I, I've never, I've never, I don't have, I've never had a W-2 and that's not anything to brag about because I felt some kind of way that not even Kroger will hire your girl. I'm like, I just want to bag your grocery. You know, I'm in high school. All my friends get jobs at Kroger. But they like, I go and apply. Nobody calling back or whatever. And so um, entrepreneurship is all I know. But what it said, even in the 1860s, well, you would say 70s by the time she was older, that the entrepreneur pursuits was the way to increase economic access. Now, here I am. I know that this Holy Spirit taught. Holy Spirit is who taught this to me. And then when I go and I'm reading up on the stories and I'm saying, what did King Solomon say? I don't never act like I'm so smart. Look, there's nothing new under the sun. But many a times we forget what's under the sun. We forget that 
even our forefathers, it wasn't their jobs that helped them move into places of wealth. It was them being the person to create opportunities for others. Ms. Maggie Walker also created opportunities for other people to get into businesses, and she said they put the pennies and the nickels together and realized that putting those together in the bank, she was able to raise in the bank over a half a million dollars. Now, that's a whole lot of money back then, and I want you to know that African Americans in America is responsible for well over a trillion, I think it's either $1.3 trillion of economic power. And I already see it very clearly. It's not foggy for me. It's the compounding of the interest going to the creditors. It's the enticement that we should not build up our communities and work with each other because currency moving in cycles, meaning a cycle or a circle, is how it gains momentum. If it continues to go out, it's depleting. And when I learn that a dollar circulates in the Jewish economy 27 out of 30 days. In the Asian economy, 15 to 16 times in 30 days. And the African-American economy, not even 24 hours. This is not a mystery. It's not a mystery, guys. So when we now can say, It's not only about African-Americans. Think about it. The Jews and Asians don't only provide business to only themselves. They become valuable to other people too. So the first thing you have to do is become valuable to yourself. If our finances are not stable, who would want to partner with those that are financially not stable? I have been invited to multiple tables to where I am called now as counsel. People will call me and say, hey, Nicole, I'm looking to do so-and-so and so, and I know that you're great in this area. Can you lend your ear? Can you whatever? How did that happen? Because I became a value. Dr. Monroe would say that you must add so much value that whoever or whatever you're part of would know they lost something if you left. I was trained that way. I was trained that way. And so what you want to know is that entrepreneurship is the way that you can operate in free enterprise, that no matter what that budget is telling you, no matter what that financial statement is telling you, if Pennies and nickels can fund houses. That has not changed. So it's about a lot of people doing a little bit. Be faithful over the little bit. Whatever dollars you have, be faithful over it. Whatever business you have, be faithful over it. Because God does not sleep nor slumber. 
He who keeps Israel do not keep sleep nor slumber. He is watching and saying, I'm looking for who can I give more access if I can only trust them with what they already have. Good morning, Denikia. You have been making some major strides off of these very simple processes. So loving on how you it's been one that you're, you've been intent. I used to see your eyes. They were so piercing where you would just be listening so intently. And I'm like, wow. But when I see what has happened even over the last few years, just by you being very good steward over it a little bit, making more investments with us understanding, like just like I said, hey, if I have hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, it doesn't matter how much you have. If I'm putting it somewhere where it's going to grow versus it's going to deplete, isn't it just sense that's not so common because it's not being taught like this? But you've done that. And when I'm hearing you having a six-figure come-ups coming up, when I'm hearing that, you know, things are growing all because of these same concepts, let's talk about this on this morning. Good morning, good morning, Nicola and everyone on Power Start Your Day. Um, yes, I, I think I always tell you, I don't want you to ever feel like the information you give is falling upon deaf ears. Uh, we live in a society where people don't really understand when, you know, they're being given the game and when game is being ran on them. And the nuggets, the gems, the information that you drop, I always go and apply. I don't take anything for granted. I know I've been getting a few calls over the last uh, few days and even weeks. People calling like, what exactly is this infinite banking that Nicola keeps speaking about? I'm like, she's been speaking about this for a while, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that people are catching that, that piece of it. And I am one that, again, just applies, you know, when you share the information of, hey, you know, become what it is that you're offering. You didn't just say that this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been saying this for years. And so I've just been a student and been, you know, a part of our program, looking at the tools and services, and even becoming it, but now also sharing it with the people that was around me. I would even go and I would say, hey, y'all go back and see how much money you made for the year. Some people are earning the additional income, and then when they go and look, they're like, I didn't even realize I made that much. And when I hear that response, I, I automatically know that, the principles and the information that we're sharing is not being applied. Uh, you used to tell us to have an assignment for your dollars. If you don't know where your money is going, it's definitely not going to go where you want it to go. And so I've been able to apply some of the very simple principles of paying off debt from investing, uh, buying real estate and properties. And I'm excited, you know, I just shared with you last week, like my infinite bank is about to be funded. And- <laughs>
so powerful. Literally, this weekend I'll be on, I, I don't know if, um, I did share, I believe, because sometimes I'm, I'm investing in a lot of different business. Right now, I have been, um, I have been studying for years um, the Warren Buffett way of thinking and building businesses and everything, and also from in the past. And so, when I, when I say, you know what, when you go look at that quadrant, right, and we start talking about uh, the quadrant where a person either is, you know, um, you know, an employee, then they become self-employed, and then they move into business owner, and then the next step is investor. And people think that those steps have to be like a long space. No, you could literally um, be an employee and say, you know what, you looked at that budget and I need to make some extra money. When I look here, I need to earn some extra money. The money that's coming in, I, it's not much I can shave down on what's going out. I have minimized. I've gotten rid of the $200 cable bill and now I'm using Roku or whatever. I've gotten rid of um, my uh, $300 Starbucks habit and now I'm buying Starbucks and I'm, I'm you know, I am brewing it every morning in my house. I've done these little things, and now I see I got extra $500 a month left over. I've done this. I've worked on my credit, and so I've been able to refinance, um, you know, that car note that was at 15%, and I was able now to bring it down to 4 or 5%, and now I'm saving 10%. Instead of you saving that 10% and putting it back in, into debt, you either use that 10% to pay down some debt or you use that 10% and invest it somewhere where you can now say I'm getting 10% on that money, right? And these simple things is what we've done with, with money from scratch. But let's say all you say is I only got a few hundred dollars. This is what I've always done. I don't look at what I don't have. I look at what I do have and what can be done. How can what I do have go as far as it can go? That's what you're thinking about. Don't be feeling bad about yourself if you can't fund your infinite bank or you can't start the insurance policy. No, where you start is, if I only have $500, what could I do with $500 that can grow to $1,000? That's doubling your money. Don't look at it only $1,000 because if you understand compounding and then if you can take that $1,000 and double that, that's $2,000. If that $2,000 now can be doubled, that's $4,000. $4,000 doubled is $8,000. But I only started with $500. Where could I start? A network marketing business is a great place to start. You might not even be able to start something like an e-commerce business because you might have to pay a lot more than $500. But a person might say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sell. I don't know any business person that does not have a transaction that equate to dollars. If not, you're not in business. If not, you're not in business. Business, the intention of business is to go into profit and take those profits and invest it so it can grow. Grow the business, grow your money. Just that simple. So now, if that were the case, you had $500 and you get access not only to business, but you get access to mentorship. People that say, okay, I can show you the way. That doubling effect that I just shared is exactly how wealthy people get rich. They want to know, when I put my money somewhere, how quickly is it going to double? And that's where the whole rule of 72 comes from, where I teach people on the rule of 72. It's not anything new. You're looking at, you divide the interest rate 
into 72, and that's how quick something is going to double. So you're looking at how can you get the biggest bang for your buck, not in spending, but investing. And this is where we're going to start talking about these money blocks, because one of the biggest money blocks outside of being organized is being afraid to invest, but not being afraid to spend. No one has to talk you into going to buy clothing or whatever. Nobody has to convince you. Like, literally, all they have to do is you need to see somebody show up in a beautiful Versace dress. And even though you're not thinking about my bank account, don't match their bank account, you go get the beautiful Versace dress. And that was maybe $3,000 out of your bank account that was not going anywhere to growth, not into your business, into anything. And that one time you roll that picture out is not going to bring you all the customers or business partners, including the car. We've been riding nice cars for, I would say, probably all my life. I told you guys how the life was. I've always driven luxury vehicles, high-level luxury vehicles, from the time I started driving. And when I realize and I start looking at the higher-level ones, and I'm saying, shoot, a rate? Rolls Royce, you've been getting money for years. It's time for the Jacksons to get their paper, boo. This year is not Rolls Royce year. It's our year. Just that simple decision. Put the money where it can grow and where you can grow at the same time. T. Anthony Money, good morning. God bless you. Then we got Abdul. I'm loving it here. Let me see. Um, Did blog talk come in? We want to get organized and we want to start with where we are. Good morning. How are you, T? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Great, great conversation this morning. Thank you so much, Nicola. Uh, for allowing me to share on this platform. And, you know, I, I keep going back to when you talk about, you know, investing and doing stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people, like you like you said the other day, you were like, you know, you can take something as little as $100 and start investing. And people would rather go to Ruth Chris and spend that $100 or buy some shoes that's $400 versus investing that stuff in themselves or even start their kids' trust funds. And, um, you know, I can remember when I got qualified for the car program in our company. And I seen everybody buying the expensive Mercedes, the Maybachs, the, you know, the the, 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 the top notch ones, you know. And I said, you know what? They're going to give me $600 towards my car. Let me find a Mercedes that's in that price range. So I started doing my research on the cars. And I found, the car that I found was a GLA 250, and it was Mercedes' best built and best car in its class for the last four years. Is that this is the car you could rely on? If the car was only uh, priced at forty-five thousand, I ended up getting the car for twenty-nine thousand, and my car payment was only five hundred and ten dollars, and my insurance was mm-hmm. ninety dollars. So it's perfect. The car payment was five hundred and ten dollars, and the insurance was ninety dollars for full coverage, and that was the whole six hundred dollars that the company started giving me. So it was nothing coming out of my bank account. Mm-hmm. In and I was driving actually for free. Mm-hmm. And people would say, why you didn't get this Mercedes? Why you get that one? I got this Mercedes because it made sense affordably to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I tell people all the time, when I go and buy stuff, I don't buy, I don't shop much. If I shop, like I was telling you guys the other day, I remember Nicola saying, why y'all keep buying out of this expensive stuff? You don't even own it. You don't own no parts of it. You have no shares. And that resonated with me. So when I started, you know, investing, the first thing I thought about, I looked in my closet and seen all the designers that I wear. Mm-hmm. I started wanting to buy stocks of 
not wear it. I told my son, you would not wear anything else unless you own part of what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then another company, you know, called Cycle Bunny, I became a brand ambassador for this company, one of the brand ambassadors, and they just keep sending me a lot of free clothes. I give it away to a lot of people. But the thing is, you may see me wearing stuff, but you don't understand the financial uh, decision behind everything that I'm doing now. Absolutely. I'm not going to go buy a $6,000 couch when I can go get me an $800 couch that looks so good in my house. I understand these type of things down, and those are the money blocks that I see my mom and them have. My grandmother, my grandmother was a street millionaire, but I see her throw a lot of money away. And I said, I can see why the money one day went away, and this is not what I want to happen to my money. So now I'm very conscious about everything I do with the money. I don't have more going out than coming in. I'm saving more money than I ever saved. I made more money in 2020 than I ever made in my life. So now I understand, you know, how to build the wealth, how to keep the wealth, and how to keep it moving. There you go. Thank you for having me this morning. There you go. So important. We got some questions here in Blog Talk, and it's so important. Even right now, our house is like under construction, right? And every single move that we looked at, number one, we're able to pay for it out of the infinite bank because we put the money in there. And then number two, we're looking at how can it be a tax deduction. We're turning the house into pretty much a set. So anywhere that we can do videos in the house, anywhere that we could now even entertain small, you know, things, the business partners, the movie theater area, the game area, whatever it is. We're able to now turn around as to how this was part of entertainment for our business, how this was a, a um, for business strategy where the areas, right now we do our home office, but if I'm going to be doing videos in our den where I'm going to do on the white couch or whatever, everything is strategic as to not only how much money is going to earn you, but how much money is it going to save you. And you could turn your life, and we'll talk about that later on, the money blocks is once you see it clearly, and that's what we're talking about, getting clarity then you can take step by step. But what people forget is that I've been in as an entrepreneur over 26 years. I've been in network marketing 13 years. I've been in financial services close to 10, 11 years. Meaning when we're talking about all the other things that I've done in business, people are forgetting, don't compare somebody's run to your crawl. We all have to do it. So let's go to 774, last four, 5220. Good morning. How are you? What's your question that you want to ask or anything we can help you with here? Are you there, 774-5220? Okay, we got to move quickly. All right. We're going to go right here to 678, last four, 6838. Good morning to you. We got a few moments here. We got some in the queue. Yay. We're going to bring him in from Clubhouse. Good morning. Good morning, Dane. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Nicole. I just wanted to say thank you for that money block conversation that we're having today. And I remember last year uh, during this time, I was at your home and we was looking at the movie, uh, Madam C.J. Walker. <laughs> and I watched and we were sitting there, and you was laughing. You said, I said, I'm finna get ready to go home. You said, no, Ruth, you done been here this long. You're going to sit down and watch this movie. And Robert had already started the movie. Uh, as we sat there on your sofa, we got real relaxed, and you got us some hot tea and everything. And I said, name, I don't need no hot tea. You said, well, you're going to drink something tonight. And I drank the hot tea, and we sat there and watched that movie. 
And you said, Rouge, this is me. This is me, Rouge. You said, my God. You said, this time next year, Rouge, I'm going to be right there, and I'm going to be teaching this to my team, and you all going to understand. Now, Nicola, I've been around you for a long time, and I've seen everything from success that you ever put your hand on. Whatever you put your mouth on is dangerous. And I tell you all the time, I said, Dame, I said, most people won't realize and believe the things that you say out of your mouth. I'm afraid for you to say something. Because when you said, I said, Dane, man, you should have your own movie, your own books of everything that you speak of, it comes to truth. Now, you're speaking this morning on Madam C.J. Walker, and you're speaking on it's black history. But I watched you over the 10, 12 years that I've been around you, even you talk about money block. And you sat me down last year, and you told me, Roosh, you need to do this, do this, do this, do this. Stop doing this, don't stop doing that. And I did exactly what you told me to do. I remember when we started the money thing in our little group, saving started, Danielle started mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I kept it going. I kept it going. I said, Dame, everybody stop, but I'm still going. I took that same thousand and some and I invested my first time investing it in an investment company. But I watched my bank account when I was spending. You said, Rouge, no, you got to have five or ten house notes or five or ten car notes. I want you to have that. You can't be that close to me and not have it. So I just want to tell you, Dame Dr. Nicola Smith-Jackson, my mentor, my coach, I listen to a lot what you say. Sometimes I not, don't respond, but I'm still stacking back like you told me. Now, mm-hmm. I did a lot to my home last year myself. You know, I'm a single mother but I'm a single woman just doing everything on my own finance. And I did a lot last year in my home that I needed to cut trees down and everything. Didn't have to ask nobody for nothing and had the money still had more than enough. And it's because of your teaching. You know, you showed me how to save that money, stake that money, Ruth, you got to have it. You can't be this close to me and not have it. So I just had to say something this morning. That money block is so enough tough, sister. And I just want to tell you, thank you so much. I love you and uh, my Reverend Robert Jackson. I listen to you guys. We laugh. We have fun. But I listened at that movie. And when that lady played that movie last year, you sat down that sofa. You jumped up. You kept jumping up. You kept looking at me. And I said, I know what's going to happen now. And I said, hey, Dane, you're ahead of time. You're ahead of time. You know, a lot of things that people are talking about, you had already talked about, even in the company, out of the company, in the previous company that we was in. Girl, you all changed. That pure, hard, clean hand has always been true. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. I love you, Roosh, and we're going to have that whole house going to be a whole tax deduction. We're getting that money back. Now, let me tell you that I am that one that will see some things and say, no, we're getting that money back. That money belongs in my bank account. And when you start saying that with every dollar, you say, no, that money, run that back, please. Run that money back, please. And when you start thinking like that about money, baby, the relationship with money, ain't no blocks between you and money. Money is your friend. Good morning, Abdul. Thank you so much for being here as we're about to close out. We're going to do one hour because I've got some work to do. Good morning. How are you, my friend? Good morning. 
Happy birthday to you. Oh, no, I cannot sing. Guys, but we got to say, who can sing on this on, on, on this panel here? I cannot sing. Oh, you're past two? We just could talk it out. Happy birthday. We are so happy to celebrate your birthday here with you today. So, yes, you're a gift to us. So awesome. So what you doing? Well, um, I think it can be a reflection. And this conversation is actually something I always reflect on. I'm 23 today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, money blocks, uh, for me, I, you know, I keep saying it, I wasn't, I wasn't born into a thriving environment, so I had to, like, um, I had to do a lot of mental work for me to even get to the level I'm at today, and I feel, I believe it's, like, a journey and progress, and everything keeps um, unraveling. But the best thing we can do for each and every one of us is to just immerse ourselves with people that are already where we want to be. Right? Like uh, that's that's really the key. Putting yourself in environments where you can thrive. Because no matter how much you make, I mean I know of people that make probably two million dollars a month and still they only get to keep probably 10% of that. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, I still believe money is the easiest thing to make, but it's the toughest thing to keep if you don't have the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there are so many times you make money and then you're like, whoa, it's already gone. Right? But you need to have ways for you to redirect your money, uh, for you to keep growing and for you to keep putting yourself in that situation where your money works for you and you don't slave for it, right? For me, it was a huge part to me in a situation where people know that, okay, you came from nothing, now you have something, and they all want to collect it from you. You have to put in um, boundaries. You have to set boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you also have to know that no one has your back like you have your back. Regardless of anything, you have to put yourself in situations where you can flourish, you can prosper. Because Thank you, Blog Talk. No matter how much you make, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.